So it's like, how can we just inspire other businesses to see even small shifts they could be making that could have a deeper impact on people, planet, and ultimately on their business, because it does, right, when we consider these things. When it first happened, because there was a moment, but the moment was me eating an avocado toast. Genuinely, I took a bite and felt really ill, and I thought, oh, that's weird, I must be ill. And I went to lay down, but I suddenly then realized my brain was like, genuine, because I now realized it was a panic attack, which I hadn't ever experienced before. But my brain was like, oh no, you're dying. That's what's happening right now. So I was like, oh, okay, this is what's happening right now. And I'd never experienced that. So perception of what success is as well. So the biggest thing actually, the, the time, the longest time it took me to start getting support was because I had so much shame around it. I didn't tell my family because I was so ashamed of how I was feeling. And that was because I was looking out in the world and no one who I was looking up to was going, oh yeah, I, 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 I get anxious. Do you know what I mean? Or like, I've had depression. And I found that actually more, the more I've shared this story, the more I connect with people deeply. And that was my fear when, when, I, when I tell everyone, I'm like, oh, if I tell anyone, they're like, you're really weak and all that mumbo jumbo we have in our head. And actually, it's been complete opposite, where everyone's like, the same thing, they're like, why are you so brave to share that? And I'm like, oh, and it's that connection. And for me, people is so important, so and I want connection all the time. Being ambition, uh, ambitious for recognition and that external validation of who I was. But in the last couple of years, that has definitely like dropped down. And what has come up much stronger is how can I contribute to the world? Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picturebook Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Okay, welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks podcast. I'm joined today by Sarah Osterholzer. Very good. Get in. I'm happy about it. (laughs) An impact entrepreneur is truly making a difference in the world. She is on a mission to demystify what a good business practices and models look like so that purpose-driven entrepreneurs can start businesses that the world needs now more than ever. Getting to know her over the past year and working with her has been amazing and she is a true inspiration to me and many others, probably more than she actually realises. So, without further ado... I'm delighted to welcome Sarah. How are you doing? Hi, Sam. I'm just gonna keep grinning through this conversation. It's so nice to be here, but likewise, since since we met, yeah. honestly, I've been excited to yeah. have this conversation with you on a deeper level. But yeah. honestly, echo all of that. It's been such a pleasure working with you in so many different ways. Awesome. Well, look, let's um, as always. Look, we're gonna jump straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, just listen. Start telling our listeners a little bit about your business journey, where it all started. Cool. Okay. So. The business started unintentionally. Um, I was working for a business network down here in Brighton, um, and unfortunately, they went into administration. Um, They were very reliant on funding, and some funding got pulled. And we were only told as a team 24 hours before we had to stop trading. So uh, myself and everyone else on the team had to kind of think quite quickly of what we were going to do next. And the idea for the Good Business Club had kind of been mulling in my head already, kind of seeing the gaps of what that uh, kind of business support network wasn't doing. Um, And myself and my co-founder, so Ruth Anslow, who runs Hisby, I'd known her for quite a while. We worked closely together for a couple of months in that organization. And we were just like, 
let's go out in the world and figure out how we can first um, potentially pick up some of these pieces that yeah. are going to be lost. So we went out into the ecosystem here in Brighton and was just like, look, this is a situation. Can anyone pick up the pieces? But quite fairly, like no one really had time to figure out in terms of strategically how they could do that. Yeah. So we just thought, okay, well, let's try something. How would we do it differently now that we had the opportunity to kind of create from a start um, and very much had that intention just to put it out in the world and see if it was needed, really. Yeah. You know, yeah, just checking yeah. out for six months, see how it's going. And yeah, we're three and a half years in. So <sighs> discovered something was needed that we've created. Amazing. And, and so I'm keen just went from like so running your own business or being involved in in business in some way like mm. wh where does that come from was it something that you envisioned from a young age you always had that mindset that that's what I want to do I want to run my own business and that's stuff that's a good or? question so I never thought I'd run my own business um, but if I look back so both my parents are self-employed okay so I think that like was kind of my world without really realising yeah, and my, sure. my aunt also run her, runs her own business Um I wasn't ever really too clear. I mean, to be honest, when I first was younger, I thought I was going to be a photographer. That was okay. going to be the path I was going to go. Yeah. Um, but I actually worked for a wedding photographer when I was 16 and just realised how hard it was to make a living from your passion. Yeah, yeah, so sure. I thought, okay, I'll go and study business because whatever I do, I'll be working in a business. Yeah, yeah. And actually, when I left university, what I discovered was two things. So one was um, the world of kind of good business and social enterprise. And I thought, this is such an intersection of my I guess values in a sense yeah, 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 sure. um, and I really liked business as a tool to kind of change the world but I left actually more clear that I was going to support other people with their ideas that was yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I saw I was like oh I'm quite organized and I can take a big picture and break it down and that's yeah. not what a lot of entrepreneurs can do and need yeah. so I thought okay that's what I'm going to do I'm going to be the person that helps other people yeah. and I guess through my the club that is still what we do is, you know, support first time business owners who are trying to change the world through business, yeah, yeah. Um, set up sustainable businesses without having to have decades of experience. We do a lot of the, the matchmaking and yeah. ensuring they get what they need. So um, that moment when something just happened and I had to make a decision, like I really thought if anyone had told me you're going to be 28 starting up a business, yeah. I'd be like, no, maybe when I'm 50 or something, yeah. like it just so I, <laughs> It took me by surprise, to be honest, myself. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, because I, I do, I, 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 often, I always I sort of ask that question, where does that sort of come mm. from? Because I always ask myself, it, where, where, you know, because my parents wasn't, were, were not entrepreneurs or yeah. didn't run their own business. So I was never really around that. And so even at school, like, it, not so much like it is now, where yeah, entrepreneurship's yeah. really sort of, you know, it's... It's encouraged now, mm. and you know I've been in and done mentoring in, in in universities and stuff, and it's been great. But that wasn't there. Like, like yeah. I always say, <laughs> mentioned the talk yesterday that like, entrepreneurship I couldn't even spell it back then, let alone know what it was. And you sort of, and it's it's great that I think coming out of that, and it's always interesting to find out that like, probably for you with the with your parents seeing that mm. and not really realizing, oh, okay, there is a. Okay, my own business, and but without even exactly. knowing it, like coming, coming later down. Like, and that's the thing with um, role modeling, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's yeah. so powerful, and it's happened in different parts of my life as well. Um, I'll give like motorbikes for example. I've got into I'm keen to I'm, love motorbikes. I'm, I'm keen because so on your LinkedIn, you, you say, uh, and I've and I, uh, we've had so many conversations. And every time I think to myself, I need to talk to you about motorbikes. I think I need to what talk to you about motorbikes. Oh, no, <laughs> what, what, tell me, what? but it's interesting because so I um. 
got into bikes because uh, my uh, ex-partner was, was a biker. Right. But I always sat at the back. Right, okay. And I had it in my head, like, I am too small to ride a bike. It's yeah. just, it was impossible in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was only when I saw uh, another friend's girlfriend, who's very similar build to me, get on a bike and ride off. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> if she can do it, maybe I can. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing, like, it's that. And I think that's why I think role modeling is so powerful. Yeah, in, sure, sure. Anywhere in your life. You, yeah. you know, it's all it's, a lot of it's subconscious. It's not just ways that we see the world. And unless we see something else yeah. happening and existing, yeah. sometimes we can't believe that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly that. I think we're totally shaped by our, by, our by past, past experience, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Quickly one before we move on, mm -hmm. favorite bike, what bike do you ride? Um, I ride a, a Yamaha XJ6, uh, wow. which is at the moment my favorite bike I've had. So that I only even awesome. had a couple of weeks and then totally in love with it. I love that, love that. <laughs> We're going to have another podcast about bikes at you some should. point. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I need to get one. But um, listen, I want to, the whole thing about the Good Business Club and one of the reasons I think I reached out to you is that, and, and I think it's amazing what you're you're trying to achieve and I wanted to support as much as I can. It's been mm. fantastic sort of work together. But look, talk to some of our listeners. Tell me, what, 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 what does it mean to be a good business? Talk to me about that. And what, what, I guess what drives you to want to support that so much? Like? Yeah. That's a great question, and thank you, because I think it's such an important one yeah. to have, because it's one we get all the time, like, what even is a good business? Yeah, yeah. So I think the key thing to establish first is that there is no definition for a good business. Mm. Um, we're still in the world of discovering, debating, and creating what it even means. So mm. I think that's nice and a, a good space to be. I think yeah, a lot sure. needs to shift, but it also means a lot of people, they want more clarity on it. Yeah. So at the club... Um, what we've done. So like I said, Ruth and I between us have been in this kind of sector for nearly two decades. Mm -hmm. And we've also worked with our members in the club as well to actually start identifying like, how can we define what a good business is. Yeah. So um, we would say a good business is a business that has a purpose beyond just making profit. Yeah. And in every decision is considering people and planet as well as that kind of profit, right? Yeah. So um, when they're, and it's different areas, right? So we then break it down into six different areas. Yeah. So we look at employees, clients and contracts, so who you're working with, yeah. um, your supply chain, uh, the product and service you're putting out into the world, your local community and the environment. Now, when I say decisions, like it could be anything from, okay, we're gonna be looking at the hiring process. What are we gonna be considering? Yeah. And it's not just gonna be about, okay, what's the quickest, most efficient and effective way to do this in terms of the bottom line. Yeah. It could be, look, actually, we've discovered that we haven't got much di diversity in, in our team. Why is that? Yeah. Okay, actually, we realize we're only putting it on certain job boards. If we wanna try and attract different sorts of people, we need to be thinking about where to get, go and get in front of them. Yeah. That might take more time, it might take more money, yeah. but ultimately you're considering people in a very different way for you know yeah, like for what you're doing as well. So sure. that's one example. We do break it down, like I said, into all different areas yeah. and I could do a whole thing just yeah, on, on that, sure, but sure. we've got it on our website if anyone's interested to kind of get a sense of how other businesses are considering and thinking yeah. about different approaches. And there's so much there for inspiration. Yeah. I think what's really nice about it is that each business is actually still quite unique in terms yeah. of how they do good business. Yeah, sure. And that starts with your kind of core purpose or 
you know your values as a as a team mm. that then reflects how you go out in the world basically mm. i think <clears throat> that debunking myths thing mm. i think the more and more i've uh, got in front of different business owners and just started showcasing different examples. I've just seen these light bulbs kind of go off of yeah, like, it's the same role modeling thing, right? Yeah, 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 you don't know yeah. it exists until you see someone else being like, well, actually we do this like this. And yeah. you're like, I could do that. Yeah. So it's like, how can we just inspire other businesses to see even small shifts they could be making that could have a deeper impact on people, planet, and ultimately on their business because it does, right? Yes. When we consider these things. That's awesome. It's so... Because it's, I think for, for me, there's a there's that narrative sometimes around it that people it's, we've got to do something about mm. the planet and and then we've got to change the way we are as individuals. I think and, and how we run our, our businesses. But a lot a, there's two camps there sometimes, isn't there? There's the tick box. I think people yeah. sometimes go, I do X, Y, and Z, and not really following that through, but they feel they do that just because it's a tick box yeah, exercise. Yeah. Where so much of it, and that's why, it's, again, I guess so valuable what you guys are trying to do in the sense that it's the education side mm. of it, isn't it? It's going in and show like exactly what you're saying about role models, etc. but it's trying to show people a path of exactly. what it looks like and how, how you can make those changes. That's cause, exactly it. Because I do I feel like, everyone's got it people are so much more aware of it mm. and now especially since since lockdown i've seen a little bit of a shift in people's mindsets around yeah. like around the profit making because we all was all going through quite a difficult period for sure whatever business you was at some obviously did flourish but generally across the board every business had to question certain yeah, things yeah. of what they looked like and and how we communicate that with other people but it was certainly i think there was I guess th th there's a point you come out of it and go, actually, th th of course, businesses have got to make money mm. and to survive. 100%. Of course that is. But there's a deeper meaning, there's deeper yeah, yeah. values that we, and what is that that we need to look for? That's and it. I think, again, organisations like you guys trying to educate people around that. Is, yeah, yeah. Is where it, and you know, you also asked part of your question, you asked of like, I guess, the why for me as yeah, well, yeah. right? So I think it kind of links into this. So um, I grew up in, in India. So one of my role models I had yeah. was Mahatma Gandhi, yeah. who, you know, said, be the change you want to see in the world yeah, yeah. and stood for something much more than just himself. Yeah. And he wasn't telling people what to do. He was just living it and people yeah. followed him. Right. And I think when I discovered business, I just saw it as one of the many systems that we live in in this world. And too many of them are really outdated and just not fit for purpose anymore. So whether that's you know, education, media and the press, government and your know, business, yeah. right? They've they've all created a certain time, have evolved, and we need to look at actually this isn't working. Yeah. What can we do to change it? And I saw that kind of I guess I felt like quite empowering to suddenly yeah. be like any individual can start a business and suddenly you have a tool to have an impact on the world. Yeah. So I've always kind of been like like I'm not going to sit there moaning about what the government should or shouldn't be doing or how this should or shouldn't you know, happen. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to do about it? And that for me is really inspiring for any business to Absolutely. go like, we have power as people yeah. to impact the future. And like, let's stop leaving it to other people to get it done. Yeah. And what's important to you, and I really do believe everyone like finds this stuff really important it just hasn't been categorized into business yeah. it's just been very separate for a long time of like 
you work and you don't enjoy it and you get paid and then you find time to go and do stuff you love and doing and it's separate but now it's like actually no you can have you can bring those two things together what's important to you in your personal life should be important to you in business and let's bring that in and go okay if you know giving to charity is important to you or you're volunteering your time or there's a cause what do you what can you do as a business to actually have an impact on that as well so it's I think it's just sparking that, that that what I believe is in any individual, which is yeah. basically what's behind a business yeah. and starting to shift and redesign what a business could look like. So all of this stuff is having a deeper impact and stop leaving to other people to sort out, you know. That's such an amazing, because it, so many people, from wherever it is, whether you want to start a business, whatever you do, like, but certainly on that type of level, because if we all thought like that and we all thought, like, oh, well, there's no point in me doing that because what change can I make? Mm nothing would ever get done yeah it's, yeah it's people like yourself who've got that blue coat whatever it looks like if i can just make a impact in a small way from what i'm doing yeah, yeah. hopefully that filters out and then more people yeah, yeah. get involved in that that because we are if we all made a little small change For sure we go back to the planet side of things and, and, and sustainability if, if every single business went what well, i'm gonna make sure that i do x this year yeah, to yeah. help with sustainability and work along them lines that would make an impact absolutely if we just made that one small change but yeah. but people go oh, there's no point in me doing that because it's not going to march but it's the same back we look at voting or something like that but yeah what's yeah. my one vote going to yeah, do but yeah we've all got to have a say and if you don't do it then no people don't know that's, that's such a powerful message i think that's uh, again honestly that's what the club's all about as yeah. well because I i'm very lucky and i get to talk to amazing people every day mm. and i leave my days going hope you know that's yeah. what it is because i get to meet people who exactly that and we mm. get energized by each other so that's what we do. We just bring those people together and go like, okay, this is hard. Yeah. But exactly that, when you start being connected to other people who are on that same thinking, you get energized by that. You get that energy yeah, you, and you sure. get that hope. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to get back out back there and fight that yeah, good fight. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and that's the power of coming together and being stronger together. Building that community. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I mean also about, like, right, the broken um, kind of media system mm. in a sense as well. Like in terms of the content as well, I love this is like, yeah. let's have honest conversations and make people feel like everyone they're not isolated from everyone and everyone's yeah. experience is the same not different and there's yeah. too much that is separating rather okay. than being like actually the person next to you is probably experiencing the same thing yeah. and that's you know brings people together a bit more and then we, then we do find all that power and energy to do stuff as well so absolutely and i think that's what the club's about is like let's let's support each other even just energetically yeah, to yeah, 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 keep sure. finding the motivation to do that work because it's hard for and sure have you found that more like over the last couple, I mean, we'll talk about some challenges, and I'm sure, like, mm. w with the pandemic and what that looked like. But have you found the sense of community and people coming together and supporting each other, like, highlight even more heightened over the last couple of years in that that sense from your community and the Absolutely. people you work with? Yeah, no, I mean, when the pandemic hit, I was very ready and prepared for everyone to cancel their memberships and to disappear. And I would understand it on some point, you know, yeah, which, sure. like, that was just people, what, what happened... <coughs> But what we saw was, yes, obviously some people did have to cut costs and leave, mm. but the ones that stayed lent in. They yeah. came to us and like, this is what we need. So we were like, great, what can we do? We just create meaningful spaces for, for members to come and do their thing. So yeah. we just all came on Zoom and we're like, 
share what you need and how you can support people and let's just all go around and share that and then we can just start making connections and that's like fundamentally now really what the basis of what we do is Mm. it's just constant spaces for people to share and having those structures that you can be like let's have the proper honest conversations not like hey everything's going fine everything's going (laughs) really good it's like no actually this is keeping up at night this Mm. is the thing i'm facing that i've never faced before i don't know how to get through it and then we go great here are some people who are a few steps ahead of you who've been there got through it chat to them what did they learn and here's people who have actually got skill sets in that as well like can they help you skill you up or just give them the stuff to do and you can focus on what you do better kind of thing so having those spaces and that's it i think people also i think are quite surprised um sometimes about the club because the ethos really is all about contributing and being contributed to and the honestly majority of our members are more worried that they're not contributing enough than they are taking from it and brilliant mindset honestly like it and again i think that's where i get my hope from because i get to be around i'm like this exists it's not just a a thought this is happening and the more people that come into it and get impacted by that are constantly wanting to give back and contribute to other people because they're getting the value from it too and and what i take from that as well just listening to the the last couple of answers about that what i find really interesting and fascinating is the the honesty and authenticity mm. that comes from that, that those honest conversations because I'm you know I've, we've all guilt with it we live in a world with social media highlight reels yeah. and what that looks like and you know I've been there I've been at networking events it's been oh great like, like, you know I'm so busy I'm, it's so look, we obviously don't necessarily want to portray oh no things are really tough yeah, and yeah, but, yeah. but if we don't create that, what for me what happened with lockdown was people become a little bit more. How could I possibly run a five-a-side events company, football leagues, and go on a Zoom call and go, how's business, Sam? Oh, absolutely smashing. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. yeah. I've got no, no events, nothing's happening. Exactly. You know, it was, it was, so it allowed me to become a little bit more honest and yeah, a bit more yeah. open about it, and you become that bit more vulnerable. Then what you actually realise is when people are like that, we're all actually winging it a little bit. We're all in the same boat. 100%. <laughs> And and you, we need that, and but by getting that recognition, going, oh, yeah, actually, I'm going through that pain yeah, point yeah. as well. But what you what you've done brilliantly, and I, again, I suppose why our values and why we I wanted to work with you so much because we've got sim- them mm. similar thoughts around collaboration, but just uh, around creating spaces for people to be open and honest. Yeah, and, yeah. And that support network because we need because it can be a lonely place. It's 100%. a tough place running a business. And That's uh, and, and this is the thing. Like I, I had the same even with the club. I think the first year, I think also some, my, my background before starting up the business had been working with uh, early stage businesses. So I was yeah, yeah. like employee number one, um, working really closely with founders, taking their ideas and bringing them to life. And then I went into this business support network and was running an accelerator program for a couple mm-hmm. of years. So when I set the club, I was like, I've been my whole career has been supporting other people start up their businesses. Yeah. I've probably got to get this right yeah, because yeah. I, I I put that pressure on myself a hundred percent. But I was like, I've got to get this right. So everything I was putting out was like, this has got to be successful. Yeah. And I I re- remembered someone had suggested maybe my co-founder of like, oh, I can get an advisory board, bring some more people in to tap into their net, like their mind, like experience, That's I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I was terrified if I let anyone else in. They'd figure out I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I was like, can't have that. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to be like, Sarah, 
you have no idea what you're doing. You've got to pack this up. This is not working. Um, but when I realized actually that was the fear, it was like I was worried about looking good, ultimately. And then I was looking into the future. I was trying to create. And I'm like, I as an individual cannot do that on my own. It's impossible. So I'm going to have to let people in at some point. And when I went out and found my advisors, people who I looked up to who are running good businesses really successfully and specifically different skill sets that I knew I didn't have strength yeah, in. Sure, sure. When I had those conversations with them, I realized it wasn't exactly that. It, they, they didn't have the answers. Yeah. They were soundboarding thoughts and different things and just a space for me to get out of my own head yeah. and reflect back. And sometimes it was skidding up in certain areas, but they were like, you're doing a great job. But like, it, it, I think that's the thing I'm trying to like, I guess debunk for other people is like people who are running successful businesses haven't got it all sorted that's not what success looks like success is here's a situation how are you going to think about it how are you going to deal with it what actions are you going to take as ultimately what running a business is yes plan and there's a lot of different skill sets that help you do it better but we like anyone who's successful i think the more you then meet people who are having those conversations is exactly that you become relatable and then you can let go of that pressure and just go this is pretty good fun. Let's just have yeah. fun trying to start up a business yeah, yeah. and have these conversations and when challenges come up and you have to cry on the phone to someone, do that. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. and then pick yourself up, learn from other people. What have they? Like, yeah. what can they teach you? Great. And then move it forward and just contribute that back on to other people as well. A- absolutely. I, echo. I, look, I, I talked about a little bit uh, yesterday. I done that ke- a keynote. Mm. Almost the time of recording this, I've done a keynote talk yesterday. And I was talking about and about that, about the journey and and not this destination that we want to get to and, and yeah. trying to and because ultimately you want it to be li- live a life true to yourself authentically, uh, whatever that looks like. But just to have fun with it as well 100%. and enjoy it because what you. If, I, I was guilty of it so much. You're fixated on this goal you're trying to get to this destination and it and you lose sight, not present in the moment, and lose mm. sight of where that, what the actual is happening right here, right now. Absolutely, being in that moment and and enjoying the journey, and and it's a great way of. And like you said, but that only happens, I guess, if you create that space for people to be open and honest, and and have those, and like you say, have those conversations where you go, God, I'm actually having a really tough time at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah. really tough, but that's okay. There is going to be something on the other side, yeah, yeah. and we can help with that or however that sort of looks. But yeah, you know my um. Uh, co-founder Ruth shared a quote um, from Anita Roddick who mm. set up the body shop yeah. so when she was asked in an interview once um, if you could go back to the start and do things differently what would you change mm. and she said I would have just enjoyed the journey yeah. she said if I look back all those points that felt really hard actually that was where the fun was of yeah. like how are we going to get past this and all the decisions to make it wasn't the end goal and yeah. I think it's exactly that I've heard it time and time again and I think I really just try and presence that whenever anything's tough. I'm like, this is the tough bit yeah. that you're going to work through. And it's not about gaining. And I think I've also just maybe hit some milestones and been like, okay, well, now what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then you're yeah. like, okay, what's the next goal? Because actually the journey, and it then links back to motorbikes as well, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it, that's what I love about motorbikes. It's not about where you're going. Yeah. About how you're going to get there, and, and literally the journey you're going to get there as well. Yeah. Which some people exactly don't really understand that. Uh, but, but when you I'm realise gonna... it is just about the present and what's happening today, yeah. that like capitalises it really well for me yeah. as well. I, I completely agree. I completely agree on it. Look, we sort of let's let's talk a little bit more about some some challenges mm. and, and failures as we're sort of talking about. But like I, over that 
tell me about the last couple of years and yeah. members organization good business and people obviously working with with startups and stuff like that talk to me a little bit about that period and from your members how did you sort of support them what? yeah yeah so <clears throat> i think in terms of challenges I think the biggest ones that we kind of really face is ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. ultimately yeah. um and i think yeah even i say say before the pandemic i think the biggest challenge i've had was um, a couple of years after I left uni, I suddenly got impacted really intensely by uh, quite severe social anxiety right. to the point where I just couldn't be around people at all. So right. I'd spent a couple of years more or less in the middle of nowhere on my own, wow. really struggling to even get in front of family and friends. And um, at that point, I can go through like that's oh again a long story yeah, yeah, I could sure, go sure. through. But what was really like poignant about the time was in that experience I couldn't imagine a future where anything would be different than that. So I had been different before, yeah. impacted by this, and I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to have my dream job, you know, do all the things I want to do because that all requires me being around people, wow. and 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 then going back to role modeling actually. So I um, then ended up reaching out to the company. I was working remotely at the time, which was really fortunate, yeah. but it got to the point, the company I was working with were in London, I was down um, kind of near Tunbridge Wells and I'd made enough excuses of basically not going to London. It got to the point I was like, I'm gonna have to tell them because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna lose my job otherwise. And then yeah. I have to try to find a job where I have to get in front of other people. So I was like, I need to have a conversation with them. So I chatted to them and Again, super powerful conversation, probably the only fourth kind of people I'd ever told about it. So understanding, obviously, so generous, supportive, totally got it. They're like, what can we do for you? Like, don't worry about coming to London, all that stuff. But also one of the members of the team then reached out to me and was like, I totally get where you are. I've actually been there before. Wow. And she was like, talking to me about it. And I was like, everything you're saying is absolutely what I'm experiencing, feeling, thinking. Yeah. But at the same time, she was on a phone, um, like on a Zoom call, calling me from Portugal while she was traveling around the whole world as like a freelance copywriter. And I was like, oh. this doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. You totally get it and you where I am, yeah. but I feel like I can't do anything and yet you're out living life. Yeah. And it was that same moment of like, if she can do it, there must be something so, different yeah, here, right? Yeah, so sure. I put in a lot of hard work, um, worked with a, a therapist after finding you having to dabble and find the right one yeah sure set some goals for myself and I was just like I don't want to live this life yeah. I want to live the life I want to live and if this is going to help me like how can I get there so like I mean goals that probably are really small to other people like getting on the train for the first time without having a panic attack wow. you know getting back into an office and working with other people and not running away every day um, to getting in front of like 30 entrepreneurs I mean to run a whole course it wasn't like I had to just be in a room with people and not yeah. leave it was you can't leave because they're all there to listen to you <laughs> you've got to oh, be wow. there and hold the space for people wow. to then yeah getting in front of 150 people when we launched GBC as well so yeah. what that honestly has taught me and this I guess really helped me believe is that we can do whatever we want yeah. we don't do it because of our ideas, our thoughts, what, what's in our mindset, what gets in the way. Yeah. Um, I think it's got to the point now, even when I start feeling like in my stomach, like, oh, 
I go, oh, I probably should do this then, shouldn't I? Because oh, I really just try not to let that yeah. get in the way anymore because I really at some point thought that was going to be the rest of my life and that was terrifying for me, do you know what I mean? So even going into the pandemic, it was like, hey, this is a situation. Yeah. What are we going to do about it as well? And like, we can create what we need. Um, we were very fortunate because it's only our second year. We've been very lean anyway to start off yeah, with. Yeah, sure. So we did have a plan that included in-person events yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. had to kind of get chucked out the window. But like I said, we also then just lent in really to the community and were like, what do you need? And like yeah. I said, they came back and like, we need to find other people who can help with these stuff. So yeah. we just focused fully on that. And that's the thing, like I said, in the community, there's such a wealth of experience and expertise. Yeah, you know, sure. whether it's even people in the business they're starting, it could be their career before that. Yeah. We'll have people share like, oh, I need this. And then someone's like, oh, actually, before I did this, I used to do this for 10 years. I can probably <laughs> help you with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to even be anything that's sometimes mind shattering for people. But yeah. the people we're supporting are first time business owners. So they normally are very skilled in what they do or yeah. their idea they've got. But yeah. then you've got the myriad of everything else that you have to do. Yeah. They don't know. And anyone who can offer a little bit even if a few runs ahead of them, is yeah. going to be more valuable than what they haven't have at the moment. Yeah. So just making those connections was actually, that's why we do that so as our key thing now, because yeah. we realize that's what we have the strength in is identifying what people need and helping them get what they need as well. It's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing that as well, obviously, with yourself. I mean, what a journey. And to go from, like you say, not being able to be around people at all to to run an event with 150 mm. people just just on a personal level from a, a, a mindset shift what an amazing journey and being able to do that for, you, for yourself and, it, and I'm just I won't obviously lean on that too much but just okay, was this was there something that happened an event that happened that, that, that caused for that to, for you to be like that or like to go into that yeah, space yeah. so two two things on that when it first happened because there was a moment but the moment was me eating avocado toast, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> Took a bite and felt really ill. And I thought, oh, that's weird. I must be ill. And I went to lay down. But I suddenly then realized my brain was like genuine. Because I now realized it was a panic attack, which I had yeah, never yeah, sure. experienced before. But my brain was like, oh, no, you're dying. That's what's happening right now. So I was like, oh, OK, this is what's happening right now. And but I'd never experienced that. So yeah, it was like, sure. um, and it took a while before I went to a doctor to be like, I was terrified of yeah. even Googling it because I was like, I don't want Google to tell me I'm dying. I really yeah. know that. I don't want to know it. Like, it was just a very weird state yeah, to be sure, in, to be sure, honest. Sure. But when I went and talked to a doctor and started really understanding it, and to be honest, the therapist, so I went to do CBT. What really helped was just understanding the science behind it. Yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, discovering what the fight or flight response is, understanding that you feel sick because you're trying to throw up so you can run away quickly yeah. or you get tense because you're getting ready to punch someone like that gave me such relief just understanding what was happening okay, in yeah, my body yeah, sure, sure. and then also um like going to the world of like mindfulness and just breathing like god the power of breath i remember when i just dis really discovered yeah. that from just like practicing it and realizing by breathing you're telling your body everything's okay because yeah. you're calming things and that tells your brain and oh, everything's okay and then you stop panicking do you mean like it's all of that was a, a huge discovery so do you, do, you, do you practice mindfulness a, 
regularly absolutely yeah I, I, you know, I mentioned I went to school in India yeah. we were actually as kids used to meditate every morning oh, and evening wow. okay. which as kids I didn't really understand they'd be yeah. sitting there being like get rid of all your stresses and my stresses as a seven year old was like when's dinner like <laughs> or like, I hope we can get out of class earlier do you know what I mean like, is, like that but at that time when, when they suggested like they're like oh have you done yoga or meditation I was like actually yeah I have yeah. so I think I was kind of prepared to take that on um, to kind of bring and now yeah everything like it's kind of revolved around that even like yeah. I still get nerves and stuff when I do things but exactly that I've got the tools now yeah, to, do, yeah. to be able to kind of manage it as well uh, I think it's such an amazing journey in fact like I say thanks for sharing I just of think course. It, how many people listening probably in that frame of mind maybe not to that extreme but whatever it looks like it's coming 100%. up to something that where you feel that we do we get them nerves but going knowing that that's like you said having those tools to deal with it and go that's probably something i've actually got to do i'll come out of my that's comfort that. zone and then because we push ourselves because oh, i'm so passionate like life i do see is an opportunity and there's so many opportunities yeah, out there yeah. if you have that mindset of a growth mindset i guess in the way yeah, you, go, yeah. you know what i'll want to try them things and and it's it's then back to the again you talk about the fear of failure mm. and if you, if you can navigate that and go well, actually it's okay to fail if it doesn't work out it's, That's mistake, it's okay i'm okay with that and, and it kind of i think also links to our um perception of what success is as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so the biggest thing actually the, the time the longest time it took me to start getting support was because i had so much shame around it I didn't tell my family because I was so ashamed of how I was feeling. And that was because I was looking out in the world and no one who I was looking up to was going, oh, yeah, I I, 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 I get anxious. Do you know what I mean? Or like, I've had depression. And I remember also naively when I said, mentioning it to a few close friends, all I ever got back from people was, oh, yeah, I've experienced that, or I've experienced something along those lines. And then I was like, why why are we not talking about this? And that's why, for me, I do talk about it openly. And it's taken me a long time to get to that point to feel comfortable enough to do that. But I think it's important for us to be putting those messages out there of success in every single way. And it it goes back down to running a business. Like, the more we can be honest about it, other people who are around us are going, oh, okay, I'm not going to shy away because I think I should know this or people expect this from me or everyone else has got it sorted I haven't and I found that actually more the more I've shared this story the more I connect with people deeply and that was my fear when when I when I tell everyone like oh if I tell anyone they're gonna be like you're really weak and all that mumbo jumbo we have in our head And actually, it's been completely opposite where everyone's like the same thing. Like, why wow, you're so brave to share that? And I'm like, oh. and it's that connection. And for me, people is so important. So, yeah. and I want connection all the time. Honestly, I think it's amazing to hear that. And I think that that is the narrative that our, our, I think hopefully listeners and people, you know, that's what, that's what needs to be out in the mm. world. That's the narrative. We need to sh- show people being a bit more vulnerable, yeah. being able to be as brave as you are and, and say, look, this, and it's okay to be, in that frame of mind but like you said back to role models as you sort yeah. of mentioned look at you as a role model and go you know what I'm feeling like this but you know what I can get out of it look what, look, look what can be achieved and that's amazing so well awesome I mean look we mentioned there which is nice because leaders on you mentioned obviously about success tell me a little bit about then uh, I don't know if this is over the course of it and some career highlights maybe mm. or 
define what does success look like to you? Like, yeah, I time? mean, like I said, I think um, there are lots of different points along my career because I started, I started the world as a, as a freelancer and kind yeah. of going in and, and wanted to make an impact in the kind of business support space specifically for social enterprises. So working with certain institutions that I've always looked up to at certain points in my career has always been a highlight of yeah. like, wow, I actually have, you know, had an impact enough that they see the value that I could be offering into the yeah. mix as well. And I really believe we're stronger together. So for me, any partnership has always been a real highlight. Um, also, yeah, when I ran that course for the first time, because it was such a big deal for me, yeah, like sure. as a facilitator, anyone else would be like, oh, yeah, it's a great course. For me, it was like, this is like a moment. And I remember we had a, um, a kind of closing event for all the entrepreneurs to pitch as well in front okay. of the business community in Brighton. And that was just like, this is amazing. Mm. Um, for me also, yeah, I mean, the first year of GBC and we had that launch and we had an event at the end of the year as well. And just the amount of people that came and, you know, really there's something very nice when you think there's something needed and you test it out and you come back and you're like oh okay i've got something quite, yeah, right here valid, do you know what i mean exactly yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's really satisfying and i think having also reached that um three-year mark as well because i know having worked in the startup space yeah. how many businesses don't make it to that yeah, point course, so um that was for me like a, a kind of milestone as well of like okay we're we're here we've got you know we've survived also a pandemic as well there's got to be something in this <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um, and then yeah last year um being asked to be entrepreneur in residence at sussex was amazing unexpected awesome. and yeah again so much synergy of what's important to me and what what i want to be doing um but like a, such a huge honor as well so that's been out one of the amazing. moments as well I guess listen, listen to the, the conversation so far and taking some some stuff out. And I, I think one thing you highlighted a little while back was saying about uh, with your core values as a person, and then aligns with your core values as a business. Mm. And when those two come to what an amazing space to be in because like like you said, there's again I think again I'm with you. I think things are changing a lot now, in, especially the whole work-life balance or, or working from home and, yeah, and, yeah. and other aspects people started to look at things well that's not just work mm. and that's life that's my personal life that's my work that they, they, they has an impact on that yeah yeah and how does so if i'm to find that i guess that true level of happiness yeah is that yeah we want to do things that we love doing so if your job uh, core values and your personal core values are, are aligned yeah yeah what a great space to be in. Absolutely. That that's surely where fulfillment and happiness and all that comes from. And like you say, you you're living your life being present in the moments and enjoying that yeah, journey yeah, of yeah. what that looks like because it everything aligns. For sure. And and you know, and it's hard. It's one of the actually yeah. things I work a lot with in terms of the mentorship side. Yeah. Is people who again it's such a strong narrative that we have that you shouldn't enjoy work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and it, then it, a lot of people then go, Okay, well I'll I'll do this good stuff but I'll do it on the side and I'll do it pro bono and then get a job that I hate to pay and it's so hard to switch over from that and really like accept like no no you can you can have your dream job and everything you that you love yeah. and you can get paid for it and you should get paid for it and yeah. make sure you do get paid for it do you know what I mean like it's all all of that that we still need to shift a lot of the time yeah. um but 100% I think I'm and also values don't have to even be specifically around let's say uh, kind of the kind of bigger picture around like tackling yeah. challenges 
for me, contribution I've discovered is my one of my biggest values. Mm. And that's why for me, anytime I can share something and for it to have an impact on someone, yeah. that is deeply satisfying for me. Yeah. And that and if you have like say a team and you discover that for different team members, like what are their core mm. values and enable them to have roles where they're doing that, that can be such a like a nourishing experience, you yeah, know, for, sure. for the people as well. So I think it's um yeah, powerful I think to have discovered that and go, Okay, well, how can I do more of that yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why I do a lot of the work with working universities and all that kind of stuff because yeah. I know I'm just contributing to a community that gives me value too yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing there's so, there's so like you as a person there's so much that you you seem to looking back at all the roles that you've done that you just out there to want to help people yeah. there's something in, in you that and where, but was you like that when you was younger I had, well, it's, it's, it's so fascinating to yeah. you, it, everything you align to is that when it's the good business club you know even going back and supporting with the uni but all your roles with startups yeah, and, and yeah, trying yeah. to how can I help people? Yeah, can I yeah, do to yeah. That? So that is, is from your upbringing. Um, oops. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, someone else asked me recently, which I hadn't ever thought about. They're like, "You're clearly a community builder. Where's that come from?" Mm. And I was like, "Have I always been like that?" Um, and I mean, the honest answer, I haven't really thought enough about it to yes. figure that out. And maybe I'll go ask my parents, like, have I always been bringing people <laughs> yeah. together? I've also, again, I do it everywhere now. Mm. To the point of also motorbikes, right? So I was like, I need to find a biking community. I couldn't find one. I'm going to bring bikers together. Like, everywhere I go, I do bring people That's together. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's something I've connected with more recently. Because I, yeah, I've just done a lot of, yeah, kind of off the back of all of that kind of therapy and discovery of, of humans how we think our brains like how, how we're how we see the world I've also just like jumped into all of that as well and just done a lot of reading kind of courses like anything I can do to discover more about who we are and I find it really fascinating and I think I've shifted quite a lot in terms of the last even three years yeah, sure. I think before I definitely had more of a streak of um being ambition, uh, ambitious for recognition and that external validation of who I was. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, that has definitely like dropped down and what has come up much stronger is how can I contribute to the world? But then having reflected on things like my upbringing and I saying like this, be the change you wanna see in the world, yeah. that has always been there. So I think it's like just some layers have come off and I'm just maybe expressing that much more fully yeah. than I have before and just shedding some unnecessary layers and I guess from experience like experiences that you've gone through and that's where you're able to when when we're young we haven't had life experiences enough to to be able to share and and I guess find exactly who we are but there's there's some it just find I find it fascinating it's definitely clearly an underlying thing there whether it has come from a young age but that's developed and enhanced yeah 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 and come out and and it's, it's amazing but so I, w- I want to, I mean, I always talk on here, and it's interesting you mentioned about the meditation side of stuff, mm. and I, I always talk in some, again, this is, I started a podcast more like therapy for me, because I, I like to find out something I really struggle with is work-life balance, and I find, mm. like, uh, it's brilliant talking to you, and I'm trying to, because uh, I do love the businesses that I run, yeah. and I'm, I'm passionate about all those things, and I, I've got a young family, and I'm trying, how, how do I navigate that, and and, and trying to align with it, but did, how do you 
do, do you have a work-life balance? Mm. What does that look like? Yeah. Talk to me a little bit That's about That's a great, that. great, great question. I'm really smiling away. <laughs> um, I think with work-life balance, I do have one, mm. and it's come from experience as well. Mm. So when I first left uni and worked as employee number one, I did not have a work-life balance. And I worked remotely, you know, at home before everyone else did it as well. Um, and as I think we've all experienced, it's very easy to do more work and to separate that line. So I'd get up and have the laptop out. I used to work with a lot of clients like in the States. So time difference wise, I end up working quite late into the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're early in your career, you're trying to, you are trying to prove yourself and do more, right? It's all yeah, of that yeah. kind of energy that you feel like you have to, to put into it. So. I burned out twice in, in that, that wow. four-year time, I think. And again, if you've experienced burnout, it's a very weird sensation of um, being super stressed and panicked because you have so much and overwhelmed to do to do something, but also like no energy and ability to clearly think about how to do it. Yeah. And that kind of contradiction is so intense. and. I can't remember how I got it through the first time, but the second time I had to take a whole week off and just be like really practice yeah. trying to switch off the panic. Ah, oh, there's so much to do. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I think once I I got through that week, a week I just really had vowed never to let that happen again. Do you know, and mm. I think there are signs before you get to that point, and there's also habits you can build and ingrain into your life, mm. knowing that you're avoiding that basically. So I think that helps me be more strict and, and put those boundaries in place as well so like I, I don't work on weekends unless genuinely I have no plans and there's nothing else to do and I'm like may as well get some work done yeah, like yeah, get yeah, ahead yeah, of okay. it you know so and I also try not to work too long days sometimes I do get in a flow and I'll, again I'll just go with it but um I'll sometimes swap over things. I like the flexibility of work that we, that I have, so I want to make the most of, place, of that. Don't you? I, I, I look at just obviously look at your LinkedIn and mm. obviously getting to know you and stuff like that. But you, you do spend a lot. You're involved in some, yeah, some yeah. boards and and various different exactly. entities that you're involved in. So you spin a lot of plates. And I look and I go. I, I get stressed and look at the stuff I'm doing. I'm running around and you're doing all these. I'm like, and I looked at yours and I thought, like, well, how does how do you manage that? Yeah, like yeah. with all those spinning plates and still. Like I say, have that work, and, and is it does like if you do you have a a, 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 a daily routine that helps you? Yeah, get into yeah. Things? Or if you see my calendar, you get a good sense of yeah. how I live my life, and yeah. it and it is, I think, being a bit regimented with, yeah, with sure. things. So, um, yes, I think I've also discovered, and like, I'm just like, I say, accepted sounds like a weird way of saying it, but like, I definitely work better in the afternoons. Yeah. My brain just switches something around three o'clock and I suddenly get super laser focused and I can just get my head down. Amazing. So I sometimes try to shift my day. I'd rather not do things too early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it means I still get up early because my brain just wakes up early. Yeah. But I'll be like, okay, I'm up early. Like maybe I'll read my book or do some exercise or tidy up the house, whatever it is. Yeah. I try and use that time to do other things and then I get my head down and do the work bits and yeah. I just try to balance it as much as I can out in the day itself yeah. and then I just also know um, that like I, I don't think we need to be working five days and two days off but that is the structure most of the world is in yeah. and especially if you're going to be meeting friends and family you go okay great we're yeah, going to yeah. just work with that um, but sometimes 
um, if it's a really nice day on a Monday and I've got no meetings, I'll um, and if it's raining on Saturday, I'll just swap them over and go. I'm going to go up my bike on Monday and just do that. And I know on Saturday, so I think I'm. Um, but I also know that's also how my brain works. I'm very structured and organized, like I said yeah, earlier. Sure, so sure. I think I kind of, um, from experience and also using a few tools, have uh, managed that. And and I try and just you know put in my calendar what what's realistic. Mm-hmm. And just do what you say you're going to do every day, because otherwise you it piles up sometimes, right? If you're not being realistic, you're putting too much on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then each day already starts off being like there's too much to do, and you never get that satisfaction of, oh yeah, I've completed I've, that. I've done this week and I've done a great job of it, and I can, you know, have a t- some time off or, and that I think it's taken time to be very honest yeah, with yeah. you. It's just practicing it's, all those it's, things it's a learning curve isn't it I like, like I say I still I, I, I went, we went away recently mm. a couple of weeks ago and I did for the first time I did feel like I, I still t- I'm still not at that stage where I can go I still took the laptop still yeah. logged on a couple of times yeah, yeah. through the week but a lot less than I have done in the past like yeah. before we'd go and I, everyone's in bed or I'm, I'm always I'm not a big sleeper so I'm always up early probably go to bed late as well yeah. so I'm something I'm looking at working but I do I, I, I would get a couple of hours done when everyone's in bed or whatever that, so it doesn't impact the family yeah, and holiday yeah, yeah, yeah. but I still felt I had to get stuff done but where's this time and I suppose it helps I'm getting a bit bigger team around us mm-hmm. and people you can rely on and trying to let go of that for and, sure and a learning thing but it's um I do find it hard like I'm, I'm keen to meditation like you said it's something mm. I've never practiced and never done and but find it fascinating. And it's really hard. Yeah, to look, yeah. I just think like, well, I'll sit there and I'll, I've ever tried oh, no. it. And my, my brain just, it's not. That's not but, and, and again, you know, it's practice genuinely. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, like with anything. Um, and I, I, I find a lot of the meditation I do, I have to listen to them saying something because exactly that, you leave me not thinking. My brain's just like, <laughs> yeah. so I have to like they're like guided. It makes more sense. So I can at least be focused on what they're saying in, in that present moment. Um, but the other thing I would say on this as well is I think it comes back to also what success looks like. Mm. And we're like, and it's still super common, right, people? And I think you're right also with LinkedIn because that's only like, I don't know, what, 1% of actually my life? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. so we have all the perception we have of people is, oh, they're out doing stuff all the all time or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Or there's all this stuff. Um, and I think also there's still such a focus on you've got to work hard otherwise you're not committed and working hard as a business owner looks like sacrificing your time all of this stuff that we're like oh no don't want to do it but there's I think a a part of us that's like oh but this is how it's meant to be done and if I'm not doing it that way I'm not doing a good job I've actually explored this topic a lot the last couple of months with good business owners specifically about growth actually of like this need for 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 growth and, and it's everywhere right even in our economy like just gotta keep going up 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 yeah. why <laughs> yeah. actually why like why do we have to put so much in so quickly like why do we have to and is there, it, it, certain businesses that is the model and, and that's what they want to do yeah. but for me i think also choosing to be in this world of being an, uh, a business owner rather than having a nine-to-five is the the benefits around that which is flexibility it is mm. being able to do what you want today and not having to maybe give so much mm. and i think trying to accept that and again that's a, a daily habit, habit really of yeah. 
okay, that is enough for today. And sometimes even when I do take time off, I'll be a bit like, oh, maybe I should. But if I'm hopefully doing something that's distracting enough, yeah. I'll sometimes forget about it and then be yeah. like, oh, this is really nice. And then come <laughs> back and be like, oh, no, I've got to do stuff. And it's just balancing that, I think, but also just figuring out how we can change that narrative that you can be super committed and even work four hours a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be the more you put in, the better job you're doing. Oh, listen, I really echo that. And I'll tell, I'll tell you what I think is, I, I, personally, I still think because the reason that there's such a mindset around that is because the narrative is still that success is based on finance exactly and, and the growth and like you said all these words that come to mind you're a successful business if you've got there where i'm not and I'll, i've been one of them people i was mm. chasing down you know the whole time next year i'll be a millionaire blah 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 all them yeah. type of things you're so focused on that whereas listening to you talk is or, 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 it's, I think it's brilliant and this is what i think we all of us are, we should be trying to get to as opposed to that goal mm. is that am i doing the things I love doing, do they align with my values and am I living a happy life? Because that, like you said, if I'm, say I'm running a business that's actually doing okay, it's paying me a wage and yeah. giving me a lifestyle and it's um, it's, it's not making losses and I'm, I'm doing okay. And we're yeah, just yeah. Making, it's that, why has it got to grow and I've got exactly. to make that? Because that's giving me a great life. I love running that business, yeah, it's yeah, going okay. Yeah. It's such a, and getting that clarity from people and being sure. able to but it does come down to the society changing the narrative around that that's it and we, yeah, yeah um i read um the founder of patagonia's book uh, okay. recently um yvonne and i can't remember what his last name is yeah. but um there's a part around growth that for me is like the first time i really found something i was like oh this is this yeah. is interesting so he says there's a difference um between growing fatter and growing stronger yeah. And I thought, oh, that's good. Yeah. Because there is something like as a business, you want to get to a certain point to be able to do something. And you do need more resources yeah, sometimes to, to do all things. But it's like, where is that point that you're like, there, okay, we got it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what we're getting to. And it's, and it's, I'm not going to say it's going to be working all the time, but you, you're not just growing, 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 growing because growth, like expansion is the only way of doing it. Yeah, like. Yeah. Why can't you grow deeper, stronger, have a deeper impact? All of those kind of things as well. And 100%, again, with, with what we're doing, I'm always, like, I contrast with those narratives as well. Because as a social enterprise as well, our growth looks very different to a lot of early stage businesses. We can't get investment in the same mm. way because we don't have to grow in that way. Yeah, sure. But then we have got the challenges of, you know, trying to get, sustainable in it very much more quicker yeah. than a lot of businesses who get investment and can wait to make that kind of break even much further down the line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of different narratives around it and it's, I think, just getting clearer. And that's what I'm kind of thinking at the moment of like trying to get clear of what growth, in a sense, looks like for GBC yeah, sure. so I can get clear on it and not get distracted by all what other success measures are out there for me. Love that. Love that. Look... <sighs> We're coming towards the end. We're going to come up to the last couple of questions. Just tell me, what does what does the future hold for you? How far in the future, Sam? <laughs> tell me, next five, ten, twenty years, where do we go? <laughs> next five years, what's your five? Have you got a five-year plan? Um, I wouldn't say I have a five-year plan written out, but in the next couple of years, the biggest shift that we're working on at the moment um, is around partnership and sponsorship with other organisations. Yeah to 
again, do things we aren't able to do at the moment and have a deeper impact locally in different areas around the UK. Sure. So um, we're doing at the moment, we've kind of got um, hubs now, members across the UK in uh, Brighton, London, Bristol, Leeds and Edinburgh are the ones that Amazing. are kind of bubbling up. Um, so yeah, we're looking at working with organisations um, to pay it forward and see how we can have uh, a, a deeper impact for them as an organisation around yeah. their kind of values and goals and also support more good businesses in their city and have a deeper social and environmental as well as economic impact there. So that's, I think, the next two years will be very much around that, which will also enable us to grow the team a bit more. So capacity building is really important yeah. for us. Um, so we can realize some of lots of Sarah's exciting visions <laughs> yeah. that she's holding back on at the moment. <laughs> oh, so much to do. Yeah. Um, so that for me, I would say, I'd say three year plan is getting yeah, that sure. going and understanding what that could look like. Yeah. Um, and for me, that then just looks like a lot of activity happening across the UK. We're, we're very member led in terms of activity. So we just want to bring members together in lots of different ways yeah. and then have platforms to share what they're doing out into the world and lots of different myriads as well so mm -hmm. like the partnership we have with you is the first of lots of different things we want to do in partnership with other organizations across the UK as well mm -hmm. um, so I just see like a lot of clarity hope yeah. all of that kind of energy just spreading across the UK and then who knows global domination maybe let's aim for 10 years I love it I love <laughs> it and I'm sure you will as well because it's, it's amazing oh, fantastic well look Coming, we're wrapping up with a couple of obviously we do always do a couple of quick fire questions so mm -hmm. with that the first one what one piece of advice would you give to your 18 year old self that's such a good question and you know what is interesting is um you know when you when you read a book and you don't take something in because it's just completely not not relevant or there's yeah. no context to it yeah, yeah. and then you pick it up a couple of years later and you're like this is so that was so useful like how did I not know that I feel like if anything a lot of things I tell my 18 year old self it just wouldn't make sense yeah, yeah. one thing I guess I would would be start saving even if it's a little bit yeah. but I'm pretty sure a lot of people were telling me that at 18 <laughs> and I took no notice of it at all yeah. <laughs> same, same. but yeah 30 year old Sarah would really appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> brilliant answer I love that, I love that. so we, we, we've had a tradition which I've, I think I've mentioned on the podcast a few times which is mm. I've taken from Stephen Bartley who's a legend who's obviously inspired me to do this really mm. so my previous guest has left a, a question for you um, and it says imagine if your company or business is 100 years old mm -hmm. what element of your brand or culture would you like to endure and why Yeah, I think, like, unsurprisingly, contribution is just going to yeah, be ingrained yeah. in there. Like, yeah. it is, like I said, what I live and breathe is you no know, getting away from it, really. But I think that is really the ethos of how, why the club works. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's a space that's very different because it's all about contributing and being contributed to as well. And that kind of idea of what collaboration and partnership and knowledge sharing, all of that that comes with it as well. So I think for me, in 100 years' time, if that, was still awesome. there, I'd be like, I'd be happy. 
what an amazing way to finish <laughs> I love that so listen I, I can't thank you enough for coming on I, I knew it would be an amazing conversation and a brilliant I, I personally have taken so much from it and I know our listeners will it's been a real joy to have got to know you a little bit over the last year or so and I hope hopefully our collaboration will continue to grow and, and look forward to working with you more and listen thanks so much for your time it's no, been awesome honestly thank you so much Sam I've, I've been excited for this conversation as well so it was great. thank I, you so listen, much it was as great as I knew it would be so and that is a wrap as they say thank you <laughs>